0: To episode one, the jump off of <laughs> yes, open run with Derek Harper. I'm Jeff Skin Wade. I'm running full with Derek today. How you feeling, Derek? I feel great. Skin got a good night's
1: sleep oh, last good. night after watching the first NFL game on Monday night. Yep, and um, I- I'm excited for this open run deal. We're gonna have a lot of fun.
0: We're gonna have a lot of fun. We're gonna talk about everything because that's it's just it's wide open, baby. We can get yeah. in, and I think people are gonna get to see what happens when like we're sitting there getting ready to do the game and we're not on the air yet because yes. we talk about all kinds of That's stuff. That's exactly right. <laughs> or we have some downtime at well,
1: halftime. Yeah. Let's face it, man. Right now in our society, mm-hmm. there's just a lot of stuff to talk about, man. I mean, the bubble, the NFL getting kicked off. Yep. Uh, social injustice, yep. all kinds of stuff, man, we can we can uh, open run it too. So can it's a lot to talk about. Can you
0: believe, like, the whole thing about 2020 is perfect vision and this has been the cloudiest year I can
1: think of? I don't agree. Ever... I respectfully disagree. Okay,
0: what do you got? I, I No, I, I disagree
1: that it, it's been clear. Oh, it, yeah, it's, it's been hazy. Yeah, I mean, it's been hazy. fires out in California yeah, and, yeah, Oregon yeah. And, and 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 Seattle. I mean, it's just a lot going on in lot. society. And I think the one thing that we have going for us, Ken, is that Sports is back, mm-hmm. and it's kind of an equalizer for all of the tragic things. There's a hurricane watch down in New Orleans in, in the Gulf, yep. uh, and it's it, it, having football back, having basketball in the playoffs with, with really good teams. We're talking about a possibility of the Lakers playing the Clippers Ooh. in the in, yep. the in the conference finals which will be bragging rights, if you would, for the uh, for Los Angeles.
0: And so I was talking to uh, a buddy of ours, Michael Young, played for the Rangers. Yeah, yeah, He's no h- a huge Laker fan. Great guy, too. And he was talking about the bubble being different for the uh, Lakers-Clippers series because he said, based on the way L.A. is, if it had been a Lakers Clippers series in normal times, it would have been seven home games for the Lakers, right? Because of because, <laughs> because of, of LA the fans. <laughs>
1: well, let's face it, man. The Lakers run California. Absolutely, and I don't unless the Clippers win it all, win mm-hmm. a championship. The Lakers are always going to win, it. even through the down years of the Lakers, which has been recently. It's the first time they've been back in the playoffs for a long time, and the Clippers still can't own the city of Los Angeles. Right. Like it just doesn't happen no. for for the Clippers. Um they have a lot of pressure on them though, Skin. I am gonna be honest with you, the the Clippers do. Yeah. Because Denver just won't see don't seem afraid or in awe of the Clippers in spite of them not being expected to
0: challenge the Clippers. Yeah, and I think this is going to be a real good jump off for the podcast because we are recording this Tuesday before Game 7. So by the time the folks get their ears on this, they're going to now know how this thing unfolded. And we're going to tell you what we think is going on and why. But I noticed, and I think you've seen the same thing, Hart, if I'm out on Twitter or whatever, Mav fans are watching this Denver Clippers mm-hmm. series going, we would have beat these clowns yeah. if we had poor Zingas. And so before we talk about game seven, let's talk about what we saw or what you saw Mavs Clippers and what that made you think about this team and Luka and the future and all those kinds of things. Well, you said Luka last skin. And
1: uh, let me tell you, I, I, I think Luka will win multiple championships, he'll mm-hmm. win multiple MVPs of the of the NBA. The kid is that good. You know, we rave about him and of course people think that we rave too much about Luka, but he's really shown the ability man to carry a franchise, a team even at the tender age of 21 years old. This guy's just one of the most dominant players I've ever seen play the game of basketball. You couple that with great support and cast for what Luka does, mm-hmm. Um, KP coming on as a player. I thought he was fantastic down in the bubble until he got injured. But if the Mavericks were 100% healthy, Jalen Brunson, right, Dwight Powell, right. everybody yep. on board, yep. I, would, I would have bet the house on the Mavericks against the Clippers. I think the Mavericks were a bad matchup for the Clippers, mainly because they don't have an answer for Luka. Mm-hmm. Luka generates everything for everybody else, and you know, when I think Clippers, they they were the the favorite to start this bubble. Scale. Right, I thought they'd win it all. Yeah, everybody did. I I think when you look at the depth that they have, the fake toughness that they they they, they showcase. Okay, uh, with Morris and all of that kind of stuff, um, they had to be the favorite. But when you're the favorite, I think there's a lot of pressure on you as a team, and I think they faced a, they they're facing a lot of pressure right now. And you know, pressure busts pipes absolutely and you 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 gotta you gotta weather your way through that whether or not they can or not remains to be seen so we'll
0: we'll talk about that pressure and how it relates to the Clippers a second but you said two things that really interest me number one do we overhype Luca because I don't think we do I think I I don't I did not realize how special he was towards the end of his rookie year and then he cranked it up in a way that I couldn't even fathom
1: let me tell you something, Skinner. You know, we keep it real when yep. we have
0: conversation. You and
1: I do. The reason why people think that we overhype Luca, and I'm going to say it plain and simple: we're in a in a place in in, in time now where you gotta you gotta be real mm-hmm. about what you talk about. Right? It's because he's a white guy. I
0: think you're right.
1: Is why people think that we overhype Luca. Okay. So, with that being said, how in the can I say hell?
0: Yeah. I'm gonna say anyway. You say whatever you want, and if it's too bad, Bobby will bleep it out. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> so how in the hell can you overhype 29 points, mm-hmm. nine rebounds, mm-hmm. nine assists mm-hmm. all year? Mm-hmm. Okay. We've said this before. Lucas not a great three-point shooter, but in game, what was it, three, four? Mm-hmm. That that, that that favorite step back, yep. he stepped back, knocked that down. What is there not to hype when it comes to Luca? Surely he's a young player. He's still revolving. He still makes mistakes, things of that. Averages four turnovers a game. There are some things that if you want to be technical skin, yeah. you can say about Luca. he's not a perfect basketball player, but the things that he's doing, the people that we're comparing him to when it comes to numbers, you know I'm not – a guru on numbers. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think they have their place. Right. But the stuff that Luca is doing, there's no way in hell, man, that we're overhyping this kid. And ultimately, the only thing that separates Luca from Magic, Jordan, uh, Kawhi, Kobe, all of the great players is a championship. Right. That's the only thing that separates. Luca from those guys. And ultimately he's gonna get a championship and he's gonna go down as one of the greatest players ever to play the game in my opinion.
0: No, you're absolutely right. And I think the thing for me when I try to like put it in context, I go, He is twenty one. Yeah, it's amazing. And so so those guys you named Kobe got his championship early, but he had Shaq. Yes, Magic got his championship early. But he had Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Jabbar, now, James Worthy, Hall yes. of Fame type of team. Right? Now teams win championships, yeah. but we have a tendency, especially in basketball, than any more than any other sport, to yeah. to single out one particular guy and yeah. talk about his greatness. And, and I get why, but that's the thing that I, I just you know when I don't think we can overhype him enough mm-hmm. because like think about that championship, the Mavericks won in 2011. Yes, sir. LeBron was, what, 26 or 20? Yeah. 20. He he didn't have it all together yet. Right. He acquiesced. And, dude, LeBron's top two or three ever. Like, You can't say enough so great things could about LeBron. You say he cost them the
1: championship. Yes. You, can, you could argue that he was the reason why they didn't get through the Mavericks in 2011.
0: And I feel like Luka's already on a trajectory ahead of where LeBron is when you just look at age and the way he handled that series. And then the other thing you just said about the Mavericks being a bad matchup for the Clippers, uh-huh. I would argue the Clippers are maybe the best team to try to stop Luka because of the guy they have. Couldn't. And they couldn't. <laughs> and that's where I'm sort of going, oh, my God, he's better than I thought. And I yeah, thought he, he might is. be the –
1: this is unreal stuff. Man, Luka has put this city on, its back, on his back. Yep. And he has all of us buzzing because he can just flat play the game. Think about – Overseas basketball. Mm-hmm. People always paid attention to it. Marcelonis, uh, Sabonis. Yep. There are a lot of great players, foreign players, that have come to the NBA and found success. Mm-hmm. Not like Luca has. Right, I mean, this guy has been, I mean, the stuff, cartoon-type numbers he's yeah. putting up. Yeah. And can do more. I mean, if Luca wanted to average 30 points a game, Guess what? He could be selfish uh, skin. Mm-hmm. I'm calling you Mark. <laughs> I have a habit of saying Mark. Mark's usually running stuff for us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no question. But he, if he wanted to, this guy could average 30, 10, and 10 if he wanted to. Mm-hmm. And the one thing I'll say about Luca that he doesn't get enough credit for, Luca wants to win. Right. That, that's what I see. I, I, I see a lot of players do play for their numbers. This guy wants to win because ultimately that's how he's going to be considered great is by winning games, right. night in and night out. He right. wants to get the Mavericks over the hump and almost did, man, in, in the bubble. He was fantastic, and I just, I mean, for all the haters out there, I'm not a hater, and I know greatness when I see it. I was on Colin Cowherd the playoffs when Dallas was playing against um, the Clippers, and Colin asked me if... He, just what you just talked about, skin. If he was a ahead of those guys mm-hmm. at this age, and I I would say LeBron, no oh, no question right, about it. Right. Just his overall IQ of the game. Not to say that LeBron isn't a brilliant leader, um, high IQ basketball player. He mm-hmm. is. Luca sees it before it's happened. The only right. person that I would I would say no to is Magic. Right. Because if you remember. Magic won a championship leaving Michigan State, well, yep. leaving East Lansing in, in in Michigan. He won a high school championship, went to Michigan State, won a college championship against Larry Bird in Indiana State. Yep. He uh, came to the league his rookie year, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, back in Los Angeles, in Philadelphia. And Magic put up some cartoon numbers himself, Yeah, for them to eliminate the Sixers.
0: Starting at center, right? Started,
1: started at cent- yeah. center. Kareem turned his ankle the yeah. game before right. and didn't even play. Right. Wasn't even on the floor the whole game. So I think Magic gets lost in the shuffle yes. when you start talking about greatness, right. especially as a winner. Because people forget Magic has won at every level. That all you're talking about all I do is win, 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 win no yeah, matter yeah, what. That's yeah. Magic Johnson. Absolutely. But when you're comparing Luca to guys like that, I mean, come on. Yeah. What, what else is there to say?
0: There's nothing to say. And yeah. and it's the other thing too that's interesting about magic is as as great as he is and as highly regarded as he is, his career was cut short by HIV. Yes, we yes, didn't indeed. we didn't know enough then about he tried HIV. To come back.
1: Yeah. Never the same never the as, same as a player, never right. the same as far as the height was concerned. Right, right. You know, that, that Kool Aid smile kind of it was kind of upside down mm-hmm. after the uh, the HIV uh, yes. positive test. No question about do that. Do you do you remember where you were when you heard that? I was in Chicago. We were getting ready. If I'm not, yeah, we were we were getting ready to play the Bulls. Believe it or not, when when that came out, I was with my agent, uh, George Andrews. Mm-hmm. He actually works out of Chicago. He was also Magic's agent at the time. Dominique Wilkins, Doc Rivers, mm-hmm. Rolando Blackman, Mark Aguirre. George had everybody at that particular time. And I don't know if you remember where you were I and what you were doing. I do. I want to hear yours Your first. mouth was wide open. Yes. Your jaws dropped. Yes. I'm no different. Just because I was in the NBA at the time, I think that shocked the world. And it, I, I think the other thing that it points to, Skin, is how naive we were mm-hmm. to what HIV was. Absolutely. We thought Magic was going to die on the spot. I did too. I'm serious. Yes. Nobody thought we would hear from Magic Johnson again. It was devastating. It was devastating. I mean, I'm getting goosebumps now Mm -hmm. remembering that moment. Yep. And I mean, I, I love Magic Johnson, man. What, what a courageous guy! Yeah, you know, to come clean like he did. Yeah, didn't have to. No, you know, and then you have you start having people like I don't want to play with Magic. I don't want to be on the court with him.
0: There was so much ignorance at the so time. So much.
1: Just if you don't know, you don't know, you don't and know. it is ignorance. Yes. I mean, skin—it's ignorance, no question, because you don't know, you're not educated about it. It's like racism. Yes. The same. The same thing. When you don't know, I mean, and I don't know, like I tell you all the time, I don't understand how you don't know, Mm -hmm. you know, that that we've been in slavery for 250, 150 of Jim Crow, all of that stuff. How you don't know that is baffling to me, but it's the same thing, man. If you don't educate yourself about something, then you're going to make bad decisions. You're going to make yourself look bad. In the short term right. until you do go and educate yourself.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Um, there was, I was a freshman at UT, mm-hmm. and I lived in Jester, which was this big seven-floor dorm. And right across the street was Gregory, where you played yeah. pickup basketball. Yeah. I was playing pickup basketball. A guy ran into the, there's four courts. Yeah. A uh, guy ran into the gym and says – Magic Johnson has AIDS, right, and everyone started arguing and like <laughs> right. shut up m f right, right, right. and like people were mad and yeah. get that guy, and it was yeah, just yeah. like chaos yeah. broke out yeah. Think and then about what, what year was it I, it was eighty nine it was 89. the fall of eighty nine What did we know about AIDS? We didn't know skin? and there was a lot and there was a lot of like I would say propaganda about yeah. it. It was politicized. We're sitting here uh, talking about a coronavirus night. Right now it's been. Pl- if there is something that affects the world, America will figure out a way to politicize it. There's you can no bet question, your ass. Right. There
1: is no question about and it. And so
0: AIDS was being politicized as a moral disease and yep. all this kind of crap. And, and if you see magic now, the guy looks great. He's stronger
1: than ever, man. He he, he looks so healthy. Yeah, he he looks like a guy that could still run up and down the basketball. Well, maybe not, but (laughs) because he's so big, (laughs) like in the old timers (laughs) game. (laughs) game. (laughs) Back somebody down. Yeah, and like you say, the coronavirus. I mean, we have politicized that. It's sad. Yeah, it's crazy sad, man. And I, I, I don't know that that the Corona is a whole nother story, man. It has it has put me in a funk. Like I've never been. Right. I'm I'm serious. I uh that's tragic as well. Are your
0: are uh your kids spread out or are they all living in Dallas? Uh two in New York, two here. Okay, and I bet yeah. that just sort of like exacerbates the angst because you have kids in another city yeah, and yeah. and you know
1: where it was hit hard skin? Is in New York. Yeah. And my youngest, uh Daria, I'll never forget when when everything hit, she was so frightened and so upset. Mm-hmm. She uh, called me in a panic, man, just, Daddy, I, I don't know what to do. They're saying New York is the worst place and blah, blah, blah. I said, I tell you what, sweetheart, we're going to rent you a car and you go to Chicago. That's where her mother lives right now, mm-hmm. in Chicago. So I rented her a car, her and her little friend, Gabe. They actually jumped in the car. I mean, this is like a day after the season shut down for us. Right, like March 13th, 14th, 14th somewhere that's in there. That's exactly right. Yeah. They rented a car. I rented them a car. They jumped in and drove about 15 hours to Chicago. And that's how horrific and scared I was for my child. Yeah, you understand I what I'm saying? Yeah, it, it was a scary, scary situation. It's been scary, man. You know, I, I heard last week um, Dak talking about depression and all yeah. that kind of stuff. I think the pandemic has put, it has me, yeah. honestly. I, it, I um, And I got to come clean. And I, I find myself drinking more than I ever have, mm-hmm. you know, through the pandemic, until I realize that's not the way to, to, to deal with this thing. Right. But I, I found myself deeply depressed, man. Yeah. I'm not kidding. Anxiety every day. You know, I live by myself. You see, yeah, and being by yourself through a, a lockdown mm-hmm. in a situation like the the pandemic brought upon the the the, the land. Yep, it was hard for me, man. Till those walls closing. Oh, in. no question about it. I mean, real walls closing in yeah. is what I felt. And finally, I said, you know what? I'm either gonna get fat, <laughs> and <laughs> and and I already got this gray beard <laughs> and, and look like an old man. You're like oh, distinguished, gonna... heart. All right, well, thanks, but. I'm either gonna do that or I'm gonna get me a bike. I went and got a bike and just started riding all over the all over the, the Metroplex. Mm-hmm. Just riding bikes, walking. I used it to get myself, that's how I got my sanity back. Right. Was working out, training, trying to be do do normal things and have a normal life through it, this
0: this crazy time since March eleventh. You just hit on something I think is so important. And you know, I've learned, you know, like everybody, you learn more as you get older and go yeah. through experiences. But this is why the DAC thing was so important. Was I am such a believer. And I, I think Lost we Lost his brother, by the way. Yes, Stan. to yeah. suicide. Yeah. It's so terrible. And I'm a big believer that if you're sad or you're having mental health or depression, it's yeah. going to affect your body and vice versa. Uh-huh. The mental and the physical and the spiritual are all tied together. Same and thing. And we don't learn that in health class. Right. They don't teach us that. It's true. And if we change the way we taught these things, because, you know, your generation is like... You don't speak up about mental issues right. because that's soft or yeah. whatever. Yeah. So all that BS that people are talking about, I feel like people are more educated on it now and we're sort of demystifying the whole that's weak and all that yeah. kind of stuff because it's like this, man, if my arm was broken, yeah. I'm not going to pretend like it's not broken. I'm going to try to fix it. Right. Right. And so it, if, if you're having these mental issues and so by you feeling down – and in using the physical yeah. to bring the mental up, that's Absolutely. the best illustration of how these things are all tied together. There
1: is no question about it, and you have to do something when you think about it. You 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 can think that. I see what I tell people now, and you know, we, we, I'm I'm not I, I'm flawed as an individual, and mm-hmm. I think most of us in life, skin we 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 sit around and try to make ourselves look as if we're invincible. Right. And on the outside, I might look invincible. You know, we put our little suits on. We grab our mics. We stand up in front of of millions of people on the air. And we look like we have it together. But on the inside, man, we have so many scars, man. And I'm I'm almost 60 years old. I'm 58 years old. I'm learning to embrace my shortcomings, man. I'm not perfect. Right. I do wrong. I say the wrong thing sometimes. I make bad decisions. We're human, man. Right, right. As people. And I think if if you're going to be authentic, you got you have to allow people to see your scars. Yeah. And I'm not saying go around just naked. I'm saying that embrace the good and the bad of who you are, man. No, and if right. you suffer with depression, if you suffer with anxiety, talk about it. Yeah. Deal with it. Right, Just like you deal with going 0 for 10 mm-hmm. from the free throw line mm-hmm. or whatever the case might be. You can't hit the baseball for, for three or four weeks. Deal with it in the same manner, open and honestly, and just keep working at it, man, is all I can can advise anybody to do, man, but I'm telling you I have suffered through more than I care to share, to yeah. be quite frank frank with you, man. Right, because right. you know, like like I said, man, I'm 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 flawed. I'm just a flawed individual. Like that, like like everybody.
0: That's a big part of masculinity is like not letting people know what's hurting you. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. we all do it. We internalize. But yeah. when you internalize that stuff, it eats at you from the inside,
1: man. There's no question about it. It, it. it ate at me. I'm telling you, for four or five months, man, I was just sitting around like in a daze almost sometimes.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I was. I you learn so much more through losing than winning. You learn so much more through losing.
1: Try convincing somebody of that, though, Skin. People don't believe that, man. Right. People don't want to. That's why my my, mark, Kevin Love, DeRozan, yeah, you know these guys coming out talking about the mental anxiety that they were. I don't know if a lot of people know Ben Gordon went through hell. Yeah, Ben Gordon went through hell, man. I mean, it's a crazy thing, man. And because you play basketball, because you're a great radio personality, TV personality, doesn't mean you don't deal with the same thing, man. We deal with with the same shit, man. You and I, right, as men. We deal with the same thing, yet our egos won't allow us to own that. Our egos make us feel like we're so different mm-hmm. from one another. Right. You know, you're a white guy, I'm a black guy. You're a pretty cool, white guy, by the way. <laughs> Skin, I, but we we try to act like we're so different. Yeah, when in in, in natural. We really aren't.
0: Not at all. We're, we're, we're all the same, man. We're, we're, we're a product of our different experiences. And, absolutely. And, and the thing that I've like been trying to to get out there as much as possible and, and get people to buy into is you have to have some shared experiences with mm-hmm. people that don't look like you mm-hmm. and people that have had different experiences so you can – because it, we got to tap into that human element that we all have. Absolutely. Because that's what's going to get us through all these issues. It's a very tumultuous time. And so we – if we are trained and social media has made it so much worse mm-hmm. because everybody has a voice oh my god and <laughs> and and what people don't realize is you know these algorithms and these computers are re-feeding you and retraining you mm-hmm. to support so for you to support your biases yeah. and then get more enclosed in your biases yeah. and it's and it's it's destroying things and so what people have to do is they have to get outside of their own experiences mm-hmm. and see how people different than them are living to realize how similar we are yeah. and not divide us
1: and some will and some won't get yeah. it skin there right. there are people that still try to pretend that. They don't get it. Uh, they talk about Colin, we, Colin Kaepernick is, let's face it, he's the face of this. He's Absolutely. the one, 2016, he started all of this by kneeling doing, a, doing the National Anthem. Mm-hmm. So what did he get from that? He, he lost his job. Uh, a lot of hate yep. came his way. And he was very, very clear on why he was doing it. Mm-hmm. Nobody saw it that way at the time, skin. So, you no, everybody seemed to think that he was against the flag. He's against the flag. He's against the flag. Well, if he was against the flag, then I'd, I wouldn't have agreed with what he did. He made it perfectly clear. He was protest- protesting police brutality. Right. Which is, which if you hadn't listened to him, Skin, there would probably be some lives saved if you had heard him when he, when, what he was kneeling for. Right you know Floyd uh, Brianna Taylor all these people might still be living if we had given Colin the benefit of the doubt when it comes to social justice injustice whatever you want to call it you understand what i'm saying yeah and it's just scary man that in 2020 man all of the all of the different different the, the systemic racism that has taken place at this point we won't just open up and, and and show genuine love to 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 brown people, black people. Let's be honest, you're my guy skin. Mm-hmm. You grew up different from the way I grew up. Absolutely. Not not bad, good, and different. Mm-hmm. You grew up different.
0: My, my parents bought me a new car when I was 16, Harp. I didn't earn that car. They And me I was that car. driving
1: left and right, and that's my left leg and my right leg. Mm-hmm. That's what I was driving. Mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't have that. right? You know, I, I can't get into colleges, recruiting me and all of this stuff. But, man, I didn't have a lot of things growing up. I had love. That's what came out of my household. Mm-hmm. But as far as financial stability, right? at 15, 16 years old, I was working. As a kid, I was working in the same place that my mother was working right you understand what I'm saying right. so we we're, we're, we're so different yet we're all the same and I know I know that I know things that you do that you don't even know that I know but i, I I've been here since two, uh, 1983 84 skin and I know how many people you try to help hmm. I know it black guys, white guys you try to give people opportunity. So that ta- that speaks to your growth. That's you. It's not everybody. Everybody doesn't try to help, try to pull guys up mm-hmm. and help them, man. So many people come up to me talking about Jeff Skin Wade, and and you reaching out to them, trying to help them in some capacity. I commend you on it, man, huh. because you see outside. You see outside of 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 your background as an individual, and that's what we all need to do, man, to 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 rectify. This crazy social inequality let, situation.
0: Let, let me let me just say quickly why uh, why I'm I do what I do is because when I was 18 and 19 years old, and I was I was lost at that point in my yeah. life, you know. And I lot I lost basketball when I was 17, so I was rudderless yeah. for a little while. Yeah. Uh, and music music gave me some some foundation, but the music I listened to was music that African Americans were making. So if I wanted to be near that, I was going into their environment. Uh So I left the areas I was comfortable with, and I went into new areas. And so I started interacting with people that were different than me, mm-hmm. and it changed my life perspective. I still have my old life perspective, yeah. but then I had this new life perspective. Yes. And so I, you, you know, my always
1: whole, have your old life perspective. Yes, it, it was your
0: life. It, it was, was a big part of your life, right? Yeah. So if it, and so if that's all you have, then that's all you think the world is. So you have to have some experiences that are different than yours, so you can see the world for what yes. it really is. Mm-hmm. And what happens is, is with fear is people try to keep people away and they try to lock their stuff down and don't, don't go over here and don't think that yeah. and this person's trying to do, and that those are mechanisms to keep us dumb and ignorant mm-hmm. is what those are. And so it, it doesn't allow us to see the humanity in other people. What it does yeah. is it demonizes people that are different than us and it makes mm-hmm. them the enemy. So you have to have experiences that show you that that's bullshit. Yeah. So then you can like connect with people like people that, you know, spend their lives like getting to travel and go to different places and see yeah. cultures. Ultimately, those generally aren't hateful people. Right. <laughs> they get are, educated. They get educated. Yeah. And so it, all of this is about our experiences and how we're educated. Uh-huh. And right now, when people talk about systemic racism and what those things are, our structures reinforce these biases and keep us separated we have to change the way the structures teach us and what happens is is i just know white people because i know a lot of white people (laughs) they immediately go (laughs) (laughs) they immediately go how dare you accuse me i'm like i ain't accusing you of I'm telling you, you've been programmed the same way. We've all been programmed. Yes. We've all been pro. So we got to figure out how to break these programs yeah. so that we Ha-ha-ha. don't become little. Uh, yeah. We're 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 marching for somebody else's benefit. All yeah. of us. The white people are lucky because we get the benefit of the structures. But man, I'm not part of that top five yeah. percent that's running the world. Right. We're right, all right. being you know, doing their bidding. Yeah. But people that look like me have it way better than people that look like yeah. you, I, you, inherently. Know,
1: you know, Skin, they I, I, and this is just me. I, I don't want to talk religion and all of that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. but I will say this. I don't think God intended on people owning people. Right. You understand? That's what Absolutely. slavery is, right. correct? Right. I don't think God intended for that to be. I, I don't think we were born... For somebody to own us, okay. So the the thing for me is that people that look like you, skin, and you know, th- th- this is it's not uncomfortable for me because I'm, I'm sitting here with you, somebody I respect, somebody I admire to in, in in a lot of ways. I don't think God expected people to own people. So. Unless you bit, unless you bit, walked a mile in my shoes, skin, mm-hmm. you don't know the, the the shortcomings to that, to being a slave. Right. I mean that that that's being discriminated against in the highest form, mm-hmm. because it's taken away a, an equal opportunity for you. Like I I think I said it to you before. Shucks. Forty percent of my friends are white. Mm-hmm. I've had white people spend the night at my house. You know, tons of people I know and get along with that are not like that don't look like me. Mm-hmm. So it's not my problem. It's their problem. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the other people, the people that look like you that, that can't get it. And I, I, I present the question to you. What are we going to do, skin? What how, how is this going to change? Will this ever change? Is what my question is.
0: So I was talking to some people last night and we were talking about this thing. And I said, you know, we can start putting in the work now, mm-hmm. but more than likely we're not gonna see the benefit of it. Because there is a comment I mean, we'll see some degree, and yeah. even in your lifetime, there it's gotten better, right? But there was a comment that really stuck with me that Bomani Jones made when uh, at the when they were trying about getting the bubble going. Yeah. And some of the players and Dwight Howard was vocal saying, you know, I don't know if I'm comfortable playing right now yeah. because of what's Going on with the protest, I don't want uh-huh. to take away from that. And Bob Monty Jones, I'm paraphrasing, but he said, Well, if that's the case, we're not going to play basketball for decades. Yeah. Because we got a lot of stuff done here. A lot of makeup. Yeah. And so you have to you have to be committed to to, to making these changes and and staying. Uh, persistent with it mm-hmm. and staying persistent with the message and hopes that, you know, everyone does the thing where I just want my kids to live better than I lived. And yeah. if we start doing these things, it will be gradual. But is it is to it me. It is so <laughs> tied up in yeah. our everyday life. It's mm-hmm. got it. it takes a lot of energy and effort to unravel this stuff. But yeah. we have to stay committed to doing what is right. Skin, do you think it's taught? Do you think race is taught? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I I think that, I think there's, I think people, I think people perceive difference and it's about how do you react to difference? Right. How do you, are you scared of difference? Do you dread difference? Are you willing to have exchanges with difference and see what the commonalities are? And so it's about these personality. See, we have structures and then we have these personalities that behave in these structures. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the... The people that are running things have these personality types to where they benefit from keeping the rest of us fighting with each other. Yeah. And they benefit from it. And so we have to recognize these things. Like the, the things it, – it, there's, there's such a, a sad irony to – how dare Kaepernick is disrespecting the flag. And it's like, well, the flag is not representing what you think it is. Right. Like, if you want the flag it's to not. represent <laughs> right. what we want it to represent, then we have to hold each other accountable, accountable. to let the flag actually represent that. That's right. And what he's saying is, hey, this flag is you can. Wh- why would you put more, more uh, value in a flag than a human life? You've got it backwards. It's not about the flag. It's about our lives and what that flag is supposed to represent. And 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 the, the thing that people get all caught up in is how dare you uh, say anything negative about this. It's like we're holding ourselves accountable. We're doing right by the flag yeah. if we challenge each other and make yeah. each other live to those virtues and values that they are supposed to be.
1: Man, I, 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 I'm going to say this, man. I, I think— I think and I don't want to I don't want don't to don't take this the wrong way. I think more than black brown people protesting and you've seen this through protests all all summer, all fall right now. More than us being out protesting, you guys are going to have to protest. Agreed. And there are a lot of people that look like you right now mm-hmm. doing all of this, this police brutality mm-hmm. thing that has gone on this summer, there are a lot of people that look like you that's sick of it. Right. They're, they're just as sick of it as we are, Yeah. As, as black and brown people. And I think that's where the change is going to come, and, and not until that. You, you can march until you're, you're, you're pink in the face, Ken. But unless the people that have that have benefited the most from society mm-hmm. step up and, and draw a line somewhere, because if you don't you you'll stand you you'll fall for anything if you don't stand for something. Right. And if I hate a hater, I'm a hater. Mm-hmm. So if you hate wrong, then you're you you you're a hater. Yeah. If you agree with wrong, if you agree with police brutality and things of that nature, shame on you. Is all I can say, man.
0: Yeah. It, it, so, so here, here's what I think about all this. harp. and I, I, I don't know why it's now, but it, is, there is something that's happening now where people that are it's middle movement, class, no it's a questioner. movement, they're questioning things in a way they haven't before. Now the question is, will they act on that? And and that's that's where the real rubber meets the road. Yeah. Are you willing to act on what you think your convictions are? Yeah. Because if you live a very comfortable life, I'm good, man. I you know, I get yeah. to go on vacation and my kids yeah. are going to go to college. Am I willing to, to rock this boat? If you have real convictions, then you will.
1: That, that's a good word, conviction. I don't see how you can't be convicted when you see a police with his knee on somebody's
0: neck like George Floyd. It's horrible. But, but to me, Harp, I'm like, where were you when we saw the Eric Garner video? Like these things have existed forever. You think about has, think Social about, media has exposed police brutality. Yes. It's
1: the bottom line. It that, has. That, that, that is what has happened. This stuff has been going on far too long. There's no question about it. And, man, I, I'm telling you, I'm going to do everything in my powers because I have a granddaughter that's seven years old, mm-hmm. and her father is white, okay? Mm-hmm. She doesn't, she, bless her heart, doesn't see color in, in any way, any, any shape, form, any kind of way. She doesn't see it. Loves everybody. Everybody, my my, my ex wife's grandmother was white. You understand mm-hmm, what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, for me, it, it, it's just it, it it's mind blowing for me and for my kids to to try to figure it all out. You right. understand? It, right. It's very difficult for them to read between the lines. And understand how all of this came about and, and what all of this is about. man. it's just, it's a tough thing. I mean, I, it's a tough thing to think about. There are times where I'm, I mean, I almost, I almost come to tears a lot of times when I think about it. Right. And, and, and this summer, like I said, between a pandemic and protests, ki- protesting killings mm-hmm. in broad daylight where people are watching
0: it. And could have stopped it.
1: Drove me to anxiety, man. Yeah. To depression. Right. I- I'm not lying to you. Right. Because you just don't, you you, you, you just can't comprehend it. You can't fathom it, man. It, 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 it's sick. It's it sick. really is.
0: And, and, you know, to the point you're kind of making, Harp, uh, you know, middle class and upper middle class white people need to take on the burden yeah. of not wanting their country to be like this. They right. have to do it. Everybody, it takes, you've been seeing the slogan, it takes all of us, and it does. But there are some people that are going to have to take on a bigger burden here. And and the thing that I would say to everyone is, yeah. look, a lot of people in this country have guns. We have a Second Amendment so people can have guns. Yeah. And we are getting to the point in society where people aren't going to take this. And so if you're, like, sitting there getting uneasy over some buildings burning— right. Wait till people have really been pushed and people yeah. have been pushed to the limit but wait till they take action on being pushed to the limit. Yeah. We do not want this sort of chaos in our society. We don't want this. You want to fix this everybody. You don't want people you don't want this chaos. Man, you can't you have not even begun to see chaos if skin. we don't fix
1: this. Sh- I'm telling you man, people that look like me skin they're in pain man. Mhm. I, I'm, I'm talking about serious pain, because they've heard the war stories from their grandparents, right. from their their grandparents, grandma, the great grandma, the great grandfather. They've heard these stories, man.
0: Generations of generation.
1: Pain. I mean, after yeah. generation have 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 heard all the war stories. So you 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 move forward four hundred years. And we say there's change, and surely it's not quite the way it was then, mm-hmm. okay?
0: But really and truly, man, what has changed? Harp, you can—so you can so think about this. We always think about, quote-unquote, our lifetime, right? My dad, all right, st- I still play golf with him. Yeah. My dad was a young adult when the police— we're turning dogs and fire hoses on people walking down the street Incredible, to just. Be- man. This is in my dad's yeah. lifetime. Yes. So this whole idea of oh, all that stuff's in the past. Get over it. Not in the past. It's it, we can. It's <laughs> well, in our we lifetime. See, yeah, you we remember, see it right you, now. and I and I remember how powerful it was when NWA came out and they had the song "F the Police" and they yeah. were on the FBI and list straight from the underground. Two years later. Two years later, we saw a video of 12 cops beating the crap out of one black guy. In California. In California. Rodney King, and then there were riots. And I remember, Harp, at the time, I had some friends that lived in South Oak Cliff, Uh and I was going to their house, and we were making music together, and they said, man, just don't come down here for a little bit. Yeah. looking out for me. Yeah, yeah. Like, dude, just don't drive around down here because it's just bad. Yeah. And so it's like what this has been going on and on and on and to say this whole thing of like well that's the, it ain't the past and if we all a, a lot of our religions teach us the basic principles of cause and effect uh-huh. and we buy into these principles until we really have to deal with things like uh, slavery and racism oh well that's the past no cause yeah. and effect yeah. the, 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 the effect of today And the incarceration rate of African-Americans and the poverty rate of African-Americans is directly due to all of that. And so if you don't address that, then it's going to perpetuate itself and just exponentially grow. These are basic ideas that we all understand. We're taught these things in school, but we're not applying them directly to the most obvious things in our lives.
1: You know, it's like like Hussein Bolt, fastest,
0: fastest guy in the world.
1: It's like... You, 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 you give him, you're going to run the 200, you give him a 100-yard advantage, right? Mm-hmm. No way you're going to catch him. Nope. You just talked about just educational, um, j- just how we have been placed behind the eight ball. For so long, how do we catch up?
0: That that is. How what, do we live a normal life? How do we grow? There's going to be outliers where people break out. And it's a tiny. Pr- our, yeah. How do we educate our kids? No, you can't. So so I was. Uh, we have a mutual friend, the great Ron Kirk. Yeah. Awesome dude. We were just talking about education one day, and he was talking about people that run cities and activists. Yeah. And he's like, you know, if you have some people on one side of the table. And then some people on the other side of the table and all the people on one side all have college degrees and then the other people don't, then they can't. They have a hard time finding a common ground to just do basic communication right. stuff because their education so differently. Right. So that's why, you know, we keep hammering home education and the importance of education. And if you're – you talked about working, you know what I'm saying, when you were a kid? Yeah. So going to school full-time and working full-time is a lot, especially for someone in their – 15, 16 years old, you know? Yeah. And so, you know, we need to set, you know, put people in a position where there's a lot of kids that don't go to school because they they can't even survive. Right. They can't even eat. Travis Frederick, our buddy played for the Cowboys, was trying to feed kids mm-hmm. because there's a lot of kids that don't eat. Right. They don't eat. Imagine Can you that. imagine no, just learning your basic <laughs> fundamentals of school, but you you can't even eat? Right. These are basic things, man. We're a very wealthy country. We can feed every, These are basic things that we put our mind to it yeah. that we can achieve, but we all got to figure out a way to care about each yeah, other first. It's true. I
1: just think people are just uninformed about the, uh, the depth of which black people, brown people have, have struggled for so long. When it comes to equality.
0: And it's uncomfortable for white people, and they don't want to be uncomfortable, so they don't deal with it, and that's yeah. what's got to change. We have to confront these things. Yeah. You, you, it's like we were talking about earlier. You internalize a problem. It's just going to do all this damage from the inside. We have to meet our issues head on, hold ourselves I, accountable, I, I, hold, yeah. live up to the virtues of what that flag is supposed to stand for yeah. and why people would give their life for it.
1: I mean, you, you you see guys like Malcolm Jenkins, how passionate they are. How mm-hmm. these guys come to tears mm-hmm. because you know what they're fighting for more than equality. They're fighting for their ancestors right. and the people that that raised them and the people that brought them along, uh, that 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 brought them through life. They they know they've heard the war stories of how they suffered, mm-hmm. and it hurts. It's hurting people. Like I can't emphasize it enough, man. That. It, people are hurting like I, I think I, we, we talk, like I don't think black people hate white people I think black people just love themselves again, mm-hmm. to the point where they're tired of being on the C team yeah you know you just want to be on varsity you, you want to start you want to you want to be in position and have the same opportunities that everybody else has man
0: get in the game
1: get in the game and, I mean, and
0: that's and, and you know
1: most most of us can stay in the game if we get in the game. Absolutely. You won't be able to take us out of the game if you give us an equal opportunity to the the same op- opportunity as you get as everybody else gets.
0: So so here's how there's a couple things that have jumped off here. Uh and here's how I'd like to wrap this up.
1: <laughs> yeah, a whole lot has
0: jumped off. So Man, it's needed though, skin. Th- yeah. This
1: is this is and I'm not, I'm not. People say uncomfortable. I don't think you're uncomfortable. No. And I'm not uncomfortable. I've
0: been engaging with this stuff for yeah. decades because yeah. I want it to change. Yeah. I don't want you, my kids to live in in this. I mean, environment. could you
1: imagine, bro? Honestly, it's scary, man. Yeah. I, it's a scary thing, man. I mean, you 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 got to explain. You your your son is what?
0: He's thir- just turned thirteen.
1: Thirteen years old. You got to explain to him how a police officer put his somebody put his a police officer put a knee on somebody's neck Dude, for eight-plus minutes
0: there, and killed them. There's we. W- I, I watched that video with him, and I wanted him to watch that video. There's a show that was on Netflix called When They See Us. Uh-huh. Ava DuVernay made it about five kids that in New York in 1989 were falsely accused of rape. They One of them was sent to adult prison at the age yeah. of 15. There's it's a ar- book,
1: The New Jim Crow, it, that, it, that speaks on that stuff. Chokehold is another book. I don't mean to cut no, you no, off. No, 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 keep going. These are, these are educational tools. Yes that really enlightens you on what inequality is Absolutely. all about. Absolutely. you're talking about incarceration and all of that stuff, man. These books will open your eyes to a lot of different things.
0: Well, I think at the end of every one of these, let's give people something new to engage with so they can continue the conversation on their own. Yes. So why don't we start with, um, you, you want to start with uh, Chokehold? Chokehold. Okay.
1: Excellent book. I'll get the, we'll we'll get the author form. Yep. And everything.
0: I'm uh, going to pick that up myself. I oh, was about it, to. I was about a to read of a book. Yeah, I was about to read something about the uh, banking system. Yeah, uh, because that's another thing: is a lot of uh, independent black businesses don't yeah. get the same opportunities that white businesses get. So why is that? Let's fix yeah. that, right? Yeah. Um But I love the concept of open run because you don't you mm-hmm. at, the, at the beginning mm-hmm. of this, you're talking about how every NFL game takes on a life of its own. Yes. I think this podcast is going to do that. a
1: lot because we went from Luca uh-huh. to the Clippers. Uh-huh. To uh, we didn't do Cowboys. <laughs> no, no, man, we <laughs> will we'll do we, cowboy. <laughs> some other. It's a long football season. But, and then we got to it. Yeah. We got to some real, real serious conversation. And we're going to keep doing that. I, I, I think it's important too. Yeah, I, I, you know what, I'm going to be honest with you, man. I think we can make a difference. I do too. With this podcast, I do too. By keeping it real. Yeah. I mean, there's no use in trying to pretend like what we're talking about doesn't exist. We know it exists. How do we change it? How do we we find a way to bring ourselves together? as far as Open Run is concerned, and maybe touch some people. Maybe maybe get some people to, to, to think openly and honestly about what's really going
0: on. You know what, maybe we can also bring in some special guests to share their experiences Absolutely. and kind of open up people's eyes. I know tons of people Let's that's going to be there. on this show. Harp, that was a good run. Yeah, I enjoyed it, man. Let's do it again. There you go. We'll see you next time on Open Run.